Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. Today, I'm going to uh, talk to Octavia Spencer. Yeah. The uh, Oscar-winning actress for The Help. Three Oscar nominations total. Uh, you know her from Hidden Figures, The Shape of Water, Snowpiercer, all kinds of stuff. I mean, she's done a lot of stuff. She's done a lot of stuff where she maybe even just has a word or two. She's a lifer, man. She's been at it. She's got this new crime series on, Truth Be Told. Uh, it's back on Apple TV Plus for a third season. And uh, I'm going to talk to her. She came over. What a, a fun person to talk to. Enjoyed it. That'll happen for you soon. I'm going to bake a cake after I get off these mics because it's Kit's birthday. I'm going to bake. I'm going to bake her a cake. What is that saying? Why don't you make me a cake? Whatever. I bake a cake. Any excuse to make a cake, a pie, a sweet bread, I'll take it. I just want it out of the house shortly after I make it. I made you the cake. You take it. You eat it. But she likes that, uh, that classic coffee cake. You know the kind of coffee cake that if you live in New York, you get a slice of it at a bodega. It was all wrapped tightly. It was just like, just like uh, a dense coffee cake with a, a sort of a layer of cinnamon in, in between the piece and just crumble cinnamon crumble sugar on top that kind of coffee cake where you eat it and you know you would test pre-diabetic for a week after one of those gonna make one of those and i'm looking forward to it i fucking love to cook man and you know what i love my house and i kind of like my life and i like being alone there's a big, it's not a revelation. I always kind of knew that. Um, but it, it's a weird realization to, to feel self-sufficiency or, less, or, or at least enough comfort with yourself to where being alone doesn't imply loneliness to you. Who fucking cares what other people think? Like the other night, I had, uh, had a steak in the fridge that I had already salted up a big one that I was going to throw on the grill, throw on the Traeger, smoke it, then sear it. Usually I eat those with Kit, but she was working and I'd already salted it because I was going to do it the night before, but I had to uh, make a friend of mine dinner because she's leaving town. 
and I owed her a birthday dinner, my friend Nicole. So I had this steak, and it was big. It's too big a steak. It was a tomahawk, big one. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to cook this. I'm going to eat as much as I can, cook myself some other shit. And then I started thinking like, well, come on. You got to have a friend that you can just text and be like, I made some meat. Come eat some meat. Come over and eat some meat. Got to have a friend that would do that. And I was like, dude, just eat the meat by yourself. And I sat there and I ate slowly by myself. And I thought, this is the best. I don't mind this at all. Nothing wrong with it. Alone, but not lonely. I don't know, man. I just was sitting in a place of real peace. Uh, some sort of grounded, almost, uh, I, I don't want to throw this word around, but there was a happiness to it. I'm like, this is okay. And then shortly after that, I wondered if I should stop eating meat. Because there's only so many tomahawk steaks you can eat with that large bone and not you know, realize that you're eating an animal, which is half of it. The other half is, I don't know if my heart can take it. I mean, you know, what is the statin really doing? How much do I need to push it? And I thought a plant-based business, and then that went away. But I didn't eat dessert. Did I eat dessert? I don't think I did. Did I? Brian Jones sent me a bunch of homemade candies, chocolates, basically peanut butter cups. Too many of them. They're in the freezer. Got to get rid of them because I think I'm pre-diabetic. Isn't everybody pre-diabetic? Got to get off the sugar. Why can't I just lock in? See, I'm ruining it. I'm ruining the peace that I had right now. I'm ruining it. So I should tell you this. It's a very good time to sign up for the full Marin if you want to follow along. I don't know how you feel about wrestling. I don't know how I felt about it. But I did engage with it, and I had a pretty good time. Because right now we're doing the uh, Wrestling with Mark miniseries, uh, and that's going to be rolling out over the next few weeks on the full Marin, on the bonus content. We chronicled my entry into the world of professional wrestling with a trip to the AEW matches at the LA Forum. We've got interviews and uh, backstage details and my thoughts on taking it all in for the first time. Uh, it was pretty exciting. You can go to the link in the episode description and sign up for the full Marin or go to WTFPod.com and click on WTF Plus Full Immersion. Available to you, uh, full Marin people. And there's something about professional wrestling. It's sort of like I found myself listening to a Megadeth album the other day. There's there's some connection between the theatrics of heavy messling. Heavy messling? I like that. Heavy messling. <laughs> I don't know. What does messling mean? Uh, there's, a, there's, a t- there's a connection between heavy metal and professional wrestling. Uh, the theatrics of hard rock, metal, and wrestling. Like, I now have uh, a deepening appreciation for metal because of wrestling. Does that make sense? It was always there. I've got the records. But now, like, there's something happening. Maybe I'm, maybe, uh, all that needs to happen now is I need to start sh- becoming, moving backward in years. Like, literally. It'd be nice if uh, some sort of Benjamin Button effect, like, next year, I was a year younger than I am now. I, I can't count on that. Can't count on that happening. 
So I got a call from my gym today. I joined the gym. It's a nice gym down the street. And I joined it right in time for the massive rains here. So I was going, I like went every day, cardio and uh, working out. But generally I work out at home with a lady that comes over and puts me through it. And I hike up the mountain. So the rains have stopped and it's clear and beautiful out. And up on the mountain, there's these, these huge chasms that have been carved out by the, uh, the rain, mini canyons. Interesting, more challenging a hike. But nonetheless, I haven't been to the gym in, I'm, I'm thinking three days, maybe four, since I've gone to the gym where I was going like almost every day. And I get a call from a number I didn't recognize. And sometimes I pick it up if it's from here in town, because it might be, you know, a doctor or whatever appointment to my management, who knows. And it's a guy from the gym. And he's like, Hey man, everything. Okay. Uh, you had a good run going. You had a good streak going and we haven't seen you in a few days. I just want to make sure there's nothing we can do to make sure that, uh, your experience is good here. I don't know if you're out of town. I'm like, wow, man. Wow. I didn't know this is quite a gym that, you know, you join up and it comes with a, a conscience. Is that your job? Is that on your business card? Conscience at uh, such and such a gym. But that's what it was. I, I got a call from the guy in the conscience office at the gym. And he's... Yeah, he's in the uh, he's at the self-loathing desk to check in with the uh, why. Why aren't you coming? You all right, buddy? Huh? What's the matter? You fucker. Were you giving up on yourself? Had enough? Didn't work out? Didn't lose weight quick enough? You don't feel healthy enough? Now you're just going to give up and surrender to the worst of you? Huh? Where were you? Where the fuck were you? I'm like, wow. Hey, man, I just hiked outside and worked out in my yard. Had nothing to do with you guys. There's no attrition here. I felt the need to explain myself to this guy. I said, there's no no fault of the gyms, no fault of yours. I, I just was exercising outdoors because it's nice out. Air is crisp. He's like, okay, well, we just want to make sure. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, I guess this is a good thing for you to do. Because maybe one day I will give up. And if that's the case, if I've given up, I'm not coming to the gym because I've given up on myself. You're going to have to do more than just call, pal. So I hope that you have some sort of task force involved. I hope that the follow-up to a call like this, if I were to say, you know, dude, it is the gym, but, but not really. It's me. You know, dude, it's me. I can't take it anymore. I don't really want to live. And, you know, I see no point in exercising. What do you do then? Do you send a car over? Do you send a, a professional, uh, a emotional, psychological trainer of some kind over? Do you come pick me up and put me on a machine, man? The guy at the conscience desk over at the gym called me. I don't know what he's, I, I, don't, I don't know what he thinks he's getting into. But for now, it was okay. I handled it well. All right. Look, I got to go bake a cake after this. I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if the guy from the gym will call me up and go like, what are you doing, pal? 
You know, we got a feeling that you're not eating properly. Back off, dude. I can have my cake and eat it. Just a piece, and then I'm going to send it home to my girlfriend. So look, Octavia Spencer, lovely person. Um, the new season of Truth Be Told premieres this Friday, January 20th on Apple TV+. Plus. You can stream seasons one and two right now. And this is me talking to the, uh, the great Octavia Spencer. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. How long have you lived out here? I, it's so funny, I, I just started laughing. This year I will have lived in California longer than I've lived in Alabama where I grew up. And do you, do you love it? I do. <laughs> I really, really, really do. What part of town? Um, I live in the valley. Okay. I'm in the valley. Yeah. Uh, and is it, But it's nice out there. It's great out there. Yeah. You know what I love about the valley is that it feels like anywhere USA. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, you go to different areas of the valley, like yeah. Pasadena. Only right. Feel, you, you will only well, find that feeling in that's Pasadena. That's not the valley. Uh, that's what I, I call it more valley-esque. Okay. Um, but, you know— um, like, I, I look at the valley as uh, Burbank and beyond. Okay. Like, because like, I'm in, we're in Glendale, and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is Glendale. Yeah. This isn't the valley. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. You know, I just, I, because people are like, is that the valley? I'm like, no, it's its own town. It's, it is its own. But see, everything is its own town here. I know. That's the other thing that I like. Yeah, yeah. You well, know? I just, I, except for when you're in LA proper, then that's a city. Like, it's weird living in Glendale, which is, I, I used to live in Highland Park. I just know that you know the, the the fire department's right around the corner right around the corner like yeah. the, the cops will come mm -hmm. <laughs> you know no, it's true it's very very true and i'm right near like the americana like if i have to go to bloomingdale's <laughs> I, it's five minutes away but I, god the americana but i don't feel it no. i don't like sitting out my porch i don't feel no, any of that and that's what i love about it yeah you know what i mean yeah because when you get into the hills and hollywood and you could get you know, it, it it's a little uneven. Well, well, yeah, and also, like, I start to realize, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, like, and we talked about it a little bit coming in here. I like watching people walk by. I like, yeah. you know, seeing the cars go by. I like having the yard, but seeing, like, It activity. feels very neighbor, it like is. a community. Like, it, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And in the hills, it's like just to drive up a fucking hill. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is it worth it? I would freak out. What I, if you got to get off the hill? Oh, let me tell you, when yeah. I, 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 when I was... Uh, buying a house, I had chosen one 
uh, in the hills. And my friend knows me very well. He's like, uh, you need to A, try to find that house at night. And I was like, what? Of course, it, it's my house. I'm going to find right. it at night. Yeah. No, but I, it, but he was making me understand that I needed to see the ease, you know, of driving up and down a hill every day. And, and then, and lo and behold, he was right, you know, trying to find it. I'm like, this is too much of a problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, mean, I, I opted for the flat. <laughs> So what part of Alabama do you come from? Uh, Montgomery, Alabama, smack dab in central Alabama. I was I was in I shot a movie in Birmingham not too long ago. I haven't spent a lot of time there. What? But I, I, I liked it. I I it, it's it's a beautiful place and a beautiful people. Yeah. You know, I love being from there. Yeah, I uh it, but it's like it's heavy, man, right? And I think everywhere is heavy. <laughs> Every everywhere has its yeah. history. Right. And, you know what I mean? Right. I, it's it's I think everywhere has problems. Sure. You know? But yeah, but but not quite as historical and dug in. Well, the thing is, though, yeah. you would think that 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 were true, but yeah. you know, looking at look, look at what's happening with um, Bruce Beach. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it's everywhere. They just sold it back to the city. They just uh, they're selling it back to the city. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Everything sure. has has a history. Right, 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 you know? right. Yeah, and, and they're yeah, they're yeah. they're places that we perceive right because of of right. of what was actually recorded in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I I tell you, every place has. I, I guess I'm like I'm just kind of I just watched that movie, The Descendants, the 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 documentary, the documentary, yeah. right? And that's outside of Montgomery, outside right? Outside of Montgomery, yeah. That was like that movie was pretty in, intense. It's intense. Uh, listen, I you can't deny you know that the that uh, uh, Southern history is 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 intense. It is. I mean, it of is. Of course, yeah. Um, but that's but, why it's on the brain. Well, like, well what's I mean. beautiful for me mm. um, is. That stuff preceded me. You know, sure. I, I, I was a child of the 70s. So I was born in, I'd like to say 72, 73, but just say 70s sure. early. Okay. Um, and then, you know, a, as you grow and uh, older and the things that you can um, remember, yeah. uh, that wasn't a part of my history. I learned about it. It's not everything, anything that I experienced. So, right. It, but was it? Uh, did it hang over the family in any way? No, no I mean, just... my, I, I, we, my mother, definitely, you know, taught us about the world and, yeah. and the realities, the harsh realities yeah. of the world, and history. Yeah. Um, but growing up in Alabama, yeah. I, I, if I if I'm going to be honest, I felt more racism when I first moved here than I ever <laughs> ever ha- had in 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 Alabama. Well, isn't that isn't that kind of like that's interesting because there is something that because the truth of the matter is that despite the history, mm-hmm. you know, people have been living together in the South since all of it. Exactly. Exactly. So it, whether, you know, obviously racism is there and, mm-hmm. and there's the heart of it to a certain degree. But over time, in terms of people living together, it's it's longer than anywhere longer else in the country. It, exactly. Exactly. That's so exactly it. Maybe there's I, I, probably an awkward understanding in some places, but in other places, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And it was very interesting because of of perception you know it's like oh california is going to be this free and liberal thinking place right but you what'd you experience um <laughs> it is so funny it's right out of pretty woman yeah uh 
one of the first things that you do when you when you move to, or at least that I did, yeah, you want to go to those historical places. You want to go to Rodeo Drive. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, and, and, right. You know the Wax Museum, all of those those landmark places. And I just remember, um, this is well. The funny thing is. Whenever you rodeo, I don't even know what I thought rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw the street sign, I'm like, oh, it's rodeo. Yeah. You know, is this rodeo or? <laughs> is this, why are they saying it wrong? Why are they saying it's yeah. just rodeo? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you walk down rodeo, i.e. rodeo. Yeah. Um, I I remember uh, going into a shop. And being followed, like at first, I, I didn't even. I was just like so excited, like just walking around. And then I was, I realized that I was um, being, being followed. Yeah, yeah, being, yeah, I was like, oh, am, is this? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So it, it, it was just, it was yeah. just kind of, kind of, kind of strange in, in that way. And um, but I guess it really is. It, 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 there is a culture of, there, of profound racism in yeah, Los Angeles. That, that, well, well and, and the funny thing is, you know, after getting over that initial, like, uh-huh, mm. you know, um, uh, I've not really necessarily experienced right. you sure. know but it was it was it was glaringly obvious right and, and also because everything's so sterile on rodeo and it's not like there's it's not like a it's not a million people around right you're right. walking down it and there's like four people outside of cars and i was an anomaly yeah. <laughs> you know because i'm yeah. walking around going look at this knife how much is this knife you know <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this a rhinestone jewel encrusted you know yeah 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 so how big a family did you come from um there are seven Seven of us. I have, and everyone's still around? Uh, uh, yeah. My my siblings are, wow. uh, yeah, I, I'm blessed. I recently, uh, one of my sisters lost her only uh, child, her only oh. son. It was last year. Terrible. So the holidays, um, this uh, past holidays, were a little melancholy, well, you know. Sad. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And but seven, yeah, all like, and you're where do you fall in the line? I am the next to the youngest, so oh I, I I am used to things being done for me. <laughs> and <laughs> other know? people's clothes. Yeah, other people's. You know what? Yeah. It's strangely, I really we didn't do hand me downs. Oh really? No, that's good. My mom was very conscientious about that. I think making sure that we all had our own identity. And oh, that's good. I didn't, I did not, that's not anything which, you know, when your sisters borrowed stuff from you, yeah. made it a problem. It's right. like, wait a minute, is that my shirt? <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, because we, that that was, yeah. That well, was that's an interesting observation that yeah. she, she wanted you all to have your own identities. Our own identities. And the interesting thing is we didn't, she, she couldn't afford that. Yeah. Um, What'd uh, she do? Uh, she had several jobs to uh -huh. make sure that whatever she needed to do to, to make sure she provided for a us. A lot of kids. A lot of kids. And your dad? Was not in my life. At all? Not. She, uh, she's a single mom. Okay. You know, and, yeah. and, and having a single mom, I, I have to tell you, there's so much that I learned about the resilience of women. Wow, and, seven and kids in seven, a single mom. That's and, crazy. Yeah, which is why her presence is still, you know, I lost her when I was 17. Um, and uh, my relationship with my siblings is so... Um, tight because of, of what's the what's the the difference in years between you and the oldest 
between me and the oldest, uh, like 12. Oh, well, so you definitely had grown-ups around. I had, yeah, like tw- 12 years. Gr- more, more, definitely older than me. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not, <laughs> in the hierarchy of things, my, my vote didn't matter <laughs> what we were going to, Nobody asked me what I thought because I was too you're, young you're to, coming to along. have an opinion. Yeah. But is that, in the, but in the same way that I talked to, uh, you know, I'm an older sibling, but, uh, you know, I just have a younger brother. But, like, when you're the youngest sibling, at least you have all these different you, you've got all these, you know, siblings doing, they're out in the world yeah. doing things and yeah. bringing things back, yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, were there certain siblings that, you know, showed you things and like 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 music or what's going on oh in the world God. and all I, that stuff? I, well, it's it's interesting because it's not anything that I, I think that they were aware of, but, you know, you're participating in a family. And so... I was exposed to music and poetry and books and, yeah. you know, boys and, you know, all, all because I had older siblings. Um, and and I think I think it's so interesting how mature uh, kids become because of the society of the family. You know, there's a yeah. hierarchy. Yeah. You know, and, and also, I, I mean, if if everybody was sort of uh, doing their part, I, I imagine everybody <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, it must be difficult if your mom's at work and there's 70 or how are you? Uh, My older siblings definitely, you know, had uh, more responsibility uh, to, to look after us. Um, and, and it's one of those things that you appreciate. Um, I certainly appreciate now because I thought, man, I don't know that I would have been that mature to to help out in that way. Yeah. I, I was one of the younger ones. So it's yeah. like... You know, which, you know, I'm going to be tucked over it in a corner yeah. reading a book. I mean, right. you know, because yeah. uh, you you're, you did not want your presence to be felt in a way that was negative. Right. You know. So you'd rather just kind of disappear just into the disappear. wall. And, and when, you're, when you're in a large family, it's like uh, you're, you, you're going to do what you need to do to vie for attention. And my, my thing was, okay, uh, be great. <laughs> don't, be, don't be a problem. <laughs> And you have one younger sibling? I have one younger sibling. How they do? Uh, everybody actually, you know, she was the youngest. Uh so or is the youngest. And so the baby always you know, it's the baby and the oldest. Yeah. They get the they get the Especially all of us are middle kids. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um are but, any of them out here? One of my sisters is actually uh visiting me right now. That's oh, yeah. kind of funny, but living out here now. Where are they all back? All back in the South. Really? Yeah. Close by to where you grew up? Close by to where I grew up. I mean, they ventured out and then people, you know, they come home because what what's interesting for me now um, at this age is, you know how you stake your claim on the world? I, yeah. I love this town, but I got to get out. I got to see. I got to. Yeah. And then you realize the things that calm you. And, and maybe it, things were put into perspective for me because of the pandemic. Um, uh, the things were that that made me calm. Uh, the things that uh, brought me joy, and and the isolation and and the separation from you know my family yeah. being so far away. That you know when I when I go back home to the south, how I love the green grass and the space, and yeah. how I love being around the water and trees and missing my family. So yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You, we, uh, the, when the, the pandemic kind of brought that into it focus. Brought, it brought it into focus. Yeah. And, uh, and, and actually, you know, we were all so terrified of... of, of Dying. Uh, yeah. Hello. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. just, you see me. I'm still like yeah. uh, COVID conscious. I know. Um, I tested this morning because I, I wanted to, I, you know, it would be... I tested this I test... I, I, I'm, I'm crazy, you know. You're still crazy? I, I'm, this is calm because I have a whole face, plastic face mask thing that I do. Yeah, yeah. But I set... It's not... It would make I actually look crazier than I am. I just like to sit this there so that it's not actually touching my. So when I have the giant face shield on, it just, it just sits and and I'm yeah. You know. And you're still you're doing that when you go out all the time. I, I do it when I go out to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm I'm trying to like maybe I'm not so, but I am. I, I'm still. It very, felt good to. I hadn't tested in in a little while. I guess I tested a, a few weeks ago for an event. But it's almost nostalgic now. Oh. Yeah, but there's still that suspense. I don't know. I always cover up the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a pregnancy. The weird, the weird thing yeah, is, yeah. I don't want to see any double lines. You know, <laughs> it really yeah. is like taking a pregnancy. Test. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. But I like the suspense of it. I don't like. I'll just cover it for 15 minutes and go like, ta-da! Oh, one line. Thank God. Yeah, I and it's it's around. I guess we just got to live with it. You have to live with it, and and that's what because I'm a huge, like, if you ever ask me the the things that would be most terrifying. Yeah, this is the it's it's hard to wrap my brain around it. Around so, COVID. Yeah, just well, just it, germs. You know, the uh, things that can harm you, pathogens that you can't see. Yeah, which is all of them. Yeah, and and, and the and the problem is, you know, you never think about it because yeah. you know. But then there's like, it's a killer germ. Yeah. Ah, so yeah. so just calming my brain down and and getting so, back out and functioning is is. So before good. COVID, you were a germ. Little... I was, but I, it it didn't uh, I paralyze me. Uh, as much as as uh, um, the idea of 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 how COVID and 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 the thing about COVID is you don't know what's in your DNA that it's going to react negatively to. That's right. Yeah. So my, that's why I'm going. It's me. Mm. I always, you know, I'm yeah, the person yeah. that, you know, whenever you read the fine print on on medication, yeah. I'm the the, the outlier. It's yeah. like it's gonna be me. Yeah, of course. So that's the way your brain works. My, that's how my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the one that's going to get all these symptoms. All these symptoms. I can't take this medicine. Uh, yeah, I can't take the medicine. Yeah. Exactly. I, uh, I, I'm i a little hypochondriac. But I, it, it's interesting to me, though, how, like, the like because I didn't, the fear was paralyzing for a while. Yes. And, you know, and people who lived in New York were, people were just dying. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. And, and like, I, I didn't, we didn't really see that out here because right. we don't live in that type of city. Exactly. But like, I have friends there and they're like, you know, they don't, they don't even know where to put the bodies. And I'm like, holy shit. I know. And that's I, where, that's, those are the images that are still in my brain and mind. I mean, I'm better and now yeah. I'm, I'm being more social and out there, but yeah, I, I, it's like, I'm creeping back out, but I'm still kind of like, I mean, I used to be in full on gloves. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Nuts. Just to go to the Ralphs. I know. Like, you know, I had the gloves, I had the mask, and I had that visor. The visor! And I'd freak out if people were um, too, too close. close. Yeah. <laughs> too you close. Know. When you're in the lines, like, too close. Too but close. yeah. But then I got, I had, I got like four, I guess I've had five shots. Yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, I got, I got COVID after three, three oh. shots, right? 
And uh, and I and I, I talk about it on stage. I said, when you get COVID after three or four shots, that's as close as you'll ever be to being an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> if you're not an anti-vaxxer, after four shots, you get COVID. You're like, fuck, are they right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't be right. I would have died. I would have died. I, but <laughs> but you you didn't you didn't get it. I'm not going to say because uh, oh, right. knock wood, okay. I'm superstitious. Too. Okay, <laughs> you're superstitious. <laughs> also hypochondriac and superstitious. And I'm all of those things. Yeah. And this is why I am. You know, there's you have an a- active inner life. I a very active inner life <laughs> that I just kind of blurt out there for the rest of the world. You know, uh, it's yeah. pretty funny. I'm kind of superstitious too. I like in weird ways. I I tweeted yesterday. I said, uh, "Is putting a hat on the bed bad luck if it's a beanie?" <laughs> Because I, I, there's certain things, like I wouldn't say that I'm really superstitious, but occasionally I'll be wearing a beanie on my hike and I'll just throw it on the bed with the sweatshirt and stuff. And I'm like, oh no, is it, does it have to be a cowboy hat no, of some kind? No, I think kind? it might have to be a cowboy hat. But okay. then again, I don't know. But like head coverings, it said hat. You yeah, know, head, that's right. You know, uh, when you right. think of a beanie, a bean- it's, a, it's a covering. Yeah, okay, so I can, uh, yeah, there's a loophole. There's a I feel like you know we could parse that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, did you did, did you have family member that got sick? With I had the a COVID? couple. Yeah, and they were, you know, great. They turned oh, out. Oh, you it know, worked out. It worked out. But yeah. you know, of course, me. I'm like nobody. If yeah, you, I'm going to be the one. I'm yeah. going to be the. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. be the one that's going to. It's going to be terrible for. But you know what? No, I'm going to be the one that's going to be. I'm going to be just You're good. As fine. As Everybody's else. good. Yeah. So when does the like? Is anyone else in your family in show business? No, I, my nephew that passed away um, oh. uh, uh, had a, a desire, um, but nobody else. No, it's it's kind of funny. Regular jobs, regular jobs, regular people, which I don't love. you envy that. Um, you know what? Yes and no. Mm. I love what I do so much. And yeah. it's it's just to to be able to do the thing that that you love to do. Sure. Um, is more than a privilege. And they feel the same way about what they do. You yeah. Know? Like what do they do? Um, Some of the uh, jobs. I have a sister that's a nurse. Um, oh, yeah. I have a couple of sisters that are uh, educators. Oh, yeah. I have a sister that, you know, got her doctorate from the University of Alabama, and I went to Auburn. So it's kind of funny, but it's uh, an education. I went to Auburn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. I'm an Auburn Tiger. And... Um, which is, you know, if you're from the South, you know, like if you're from Alabama, yeah, you know the the rivalry between Auburn and Alabama. Oh, um, yeah. and Georgia, you know, you, so there you've had fights with your sister. I, well, I felt like we were pretty much an Auburn family when I was growing up, <laughs> and now it's like, where, what, what is all this crimson tide? Yeah. What is going on? But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what does she do? She she it, her education as well. Well, those so. are noble pursuits. They're very noble pursuits. Yeah, yeah. very and, noble. But it's uh, sometimes it, like to be in show business. It, it, you, I sometimes go through these moments where where it's sort of uh, like. Is this ridiculous? <laughs> you know what? You, uh, I had that whole. I mean, I'm telling you, I yeah. the, the pandemic really made me think about things and and um, prioritize things. And we what the entertainment business isn't a frivolous business because what did we turn to 
when we were in lockdown and couldn't yeah. go anywhere. You you turned to your books, yeah. uh, your music, yeah. and your uh, your Movies. films yeah. and and television. Yeah. And um, people needed that. They needed respite from the reality of the crazy right. what was happening in, in yeah. the world. So um, it, I I I never. Yeah, so took we're, it for we're, granted. We're I like think we're nurses good. We're and nurses educators. and educators. In a way, we we are providing uh, <laughs> yeah. a necessary. Um, yeah, nece- absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and but the thing you were saying about home, though, it's interesting when about because like you, you, there's something about just because you just the environment when you're talking about the grass and the space and mm-hmm. the water. It's just like there's part of our brains. Mm-hmm. That was so young there, yeah, and that it represent it was innocent. It was innocent. So and it represented this. There's a piece to it. Mm-hmm. So when you go back, you know, it reengages to a, a, as much as it can. Yeah, you, you know, you're jaded and, and horrible now, but <laughs> but the, the the experience of feeling grounded. Grounded. I yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Like well, I go. I grew up in New Mexico. I have the same feeling about it. But like sometimes I'm thinking like maybe I, I should move back there. But like it, lately I've been going back there and I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do here? Yeah. But you know, you have a bunch of family though, but I don't know if you ever think about going back. There, I, right? I, but I actually, you know, um, I, I got a home there now. Oh, you um, do? So I, you know, I I, I do. Back. I Well, it, the other thing is time and, and spending quality time with family. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'll be back and forth, but... You'll spend months at a time out there sometimes? I... Weeks. Okay. Weeks at a time. Okay. Months at a time will be kind of tough because you know this business Gotta work, is yeah. so transient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when do you start getting interested in, it, in acting and that kind of stuff? I was interested, you know, I mean, it's just such a part of my DNA, like, very early on yeah. when I... Realize, you know, watching television and film exactly what it is that people do. When, and, how old were you think? Like seven. And also, you're the like one of the <laughs> youngest kids, so you need attention. I would think. I was a. I've always been a nerdy kid. You oh, know, yeah. um, I I would be up at night watching old cop shows when my family was in, you know, asleep. I'd be up watching the cop shows, yeah, procedurals. Yeah. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of in one now. <laughs> I, I know I am. I well, that's it, it. It I just that's what I'm attracted to. So like that was your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I and what's funny is that's what I went back to. Uh, you know, during COVID, doing during COVID, I I went back to all. <laughs> Which ones? All, I mean, Barnaby Jones and. Um, um, oh, so you're talking about old time. I'm talking stuff. old, old like, stuff from the childhood, like Columbo. Colum. Well, I I listen. I've seen every episode of Columbo, <laughs> every single one. You love uh, it. <laughs> I do. I do. So those are the ones we grew up with, right? Barnaby mm-hmm. Jones. Barnaby was, Jones. Uh, uh, buddy, 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 Epson. buddy, Epson. But see, I, he was actually all of those shows predated me. I, I they were, sure, me too. you know, like, and so, so when yeah. you think about it, when you're up at night and they were in syndication, yeah, um, uh, watching them and and uh, Canon and uh, Canon Mannix, Mannix and, and uh, um, uh, Beretta, Beretta. I see all of that, Kojak. Well, yeah, Kojak. I mean, I watched. All on what, like TV Land or what? It's on uh, Me TV now. Now it is, but back then it was like NBC. Whatever. My girlfriend's a Columbo freak. Oh well, here's a bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, Two of our industry's most famous Stevens um, 
did the first Columba, or did the, the pilot episode of Columba. One was a director and one was a writer. Spielberg? Yes, directed Columbo, the first, and, and Stephen Bochco wrote it. Oh, yeah. Wrote the pilot episode. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Well, I find that, like, especially if I'm talking to people, you know, people work in show business. Yeah. And you've got to come up in show business. Yeah, you, you know, do. You don't start, you know, you've got to figure it you out. You have to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. You have to figure it out. So that's where you got your comfort, nerding yeah. out on when you were a little kid, watching yeah. Barnaby Jones. Watch Barnaby Jones. Well, I think that we really spent a lot of time consuming, be, more time than we actually would if it, if there hadn't been a pandemic. Yes. You know, like sure. we, we had to be yeah. still and you had to fill that time yeah. with something. I watched you know? all of Breaking Bad again. I did too. I watched all <laughs> of um, Breaking Bad. Sopranos? Um, no, it was Game of Thrones for me. I never did the Game of Thrones. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, honey, I love that show. <laughs> I, I've watched it, like, from beginning to end, like, three times. I got to get into it. I'm just not a dragon guy. I'm not well, a- I never thought that I would be in, into that fantasy, but it felt the wars. And it was something, mm. what I loved about it is everybody's the one true king, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it it just, you know, the chess pieces constantly moving. Uh, you uh, liked it. A good I story. Loved, very good story. good story. They did it really well. So when do you actually start to do performance? I started um, performing, I mean, uh, you, you college and uh, studying. I, I majored in English in my minor uh, uh, theater arts, and so I had like a couple of things that I had to do. So, oh, so you like were not the you weren't studying theater, but you could do perform. Yeah, yeah. Minor. But uh, you know, when I say I performed, it was like one or two lines in a play. Yeah, because I, I was I was more appreciative of the um, art history and theater history. And, and yeah. I wanted to do it, you know, but I never, uh, it never dawned on me, like, how I would, right. how my, do you, my, how, my how way is that a in. Job? Yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing is, I worked as an intern when I was 17 on a movie with um, Whoopi Goldberg and Sissy Spacek called um, The Long Walk Home. Mm. And... Where, in Alabama? In Alabama, they filmed. And see, I didn't, I was so green in my understanding of how the film industry worked. I I never even, the thought never occurred to me that they filmed things on location. Sure. um, And that they they could come to your hometown to film a film. (laughs) Um, But I also was, I I think I was set on um, the dream that my mother had for me, which was, you know, being an attorney, you know. Mm. So... Um, I kind of really wasn't um, thinking in terms of of of, of performance when you, when you had that job. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I loved it. I loved every. You, why'd you get that job? Because I'd always wanted to 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 work on films and television. But um, did you meet Did you meet Whoopi and everything? I did. I I was. I listen. I thought I was in high cotton. Uh, I uh, was an intern, and they paid me a hundred dollars a week uh, as an intern, and I got to uh, work in the extras casting uh, department, and I had so much fun entertaining the extras. <laughs> I mean, like it was so much fun. But I, you know, got to meet Sissy. She's great, and then to work with her again on the help. Oh, that's right. It was so crazy. But she didn't remember. Did she? she she actually did. You know, really? she did. She did. Um, 
And uh, uh, I, I reminded her, but I was we talked about her daughter because Skylar was three when she did um, the Long Walk Home. It was yeah. so it was it was pretty um, pretty amazing actually. To, yeah. to have a relationship with Whoopi, and um, just I mean I feel like the 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 stardust was sprinkled on um, my whole journey as an actor i mean the stardust i think i had yeah. a little angel on my shoulder yeah, yeah. sprinkling that star yeah yeah you know just the fairy dust around what's well, interesting to come full circle like that and actually be able to share that story again with sissy to, with sissy and with Whoopi when 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 the help uh came out well, well the funny thing is i wanted to work on films um and and just was ready to move to hollywood to work on films you know right after the movie was at wrapped. 17 yeah and Whoopi's like yeah I think you need to, because my mom was like <laughs> really heavily into education. Yeah, and Whoopi, you know, said, you know, no, you don't. You, you Hollywood will always be there. Get your education. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I did, and uh, I remember when I was graduating, she was in Africa filming. I don't know what, whichever one of her movies that she was filming in Africa, and her brother. Whoopi's Whoopi's brother, yeah, because he worked on the Long Walk Home as well. He he worked on in production with us. He, you know, made sure to let me know that Whoopi was thinking of me, and she was all excited that I was graduating. I mean, like that kind of that's great nurturing. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then to see her, I remember when I the first time I did the View. And I was like, Whoopi, I don't know if you remember me. It was like she's like, of course. It was it was the, the Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That's beautiful. So okay, but but do you do acting? Do you do acting lessons? Do you do Yeah. I I, I then um uh when I moved out here, uh just got into a lot of um uh, classes, you know. You, but before nothing in high school. Um, no, yeah. I mean, you you have to do. I was in, you know, the drama. Yeah. The uh, club, and yeah. you know, we had plays, and we had all of uh, all of that. Um, but the thing is, I I, I my mother never ever um, rained on my dreams. You know, yeah. film industry was my dream. Yeah, uh, she was just very practical. Yeah, you know, yes, you know, you can. That, that, sure, that's yeah, it's a nice idea. Wary, yeah, yeah. very wary. Right, right. But but, right. but would never never say no. You shouldn't do that. Right, and, right, right. You know, but you want to be able to um, provide for yourself. Yes, and, security. You know, They're security, worried about security. Yeah, very worried about security. And um, after she passed away, I realized. Uh, you know, after graduating from college, that I could pursue the dream that I had for myself, mm. which is as much as I and without I, her making you feel a little guilty. Well, the thing is, and I, I, I'm still very fascinated, um, and I still have an affinity for the rule of law and the letter of the law. Sure. I still, I mean, I, 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 like what's happening now in our democracy is. You know, civics, all of that stuff was uh, very much a part of my yeah. my DNA. Yeah, is a part of my DNA. Yeah, so I am I am glued. You know, to yeah. television and it's yeah. holding my interest because well, that, it's like this is what I. That was the other thing about the pandemic is that we were in the middle of hell. We were, and it was like just the layers of fucking fear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it was relentless, relentless, relentless. How are you feeling now? I am. Very hopeful. Um, 
I, because, you know, the youth will always save us, you know? I hope so. They always have, though. Okay. When you think about the civil rights movement, yeah. youth, yeah. youth involvement, the, yeah. the audacity of the youth. But they, they didn't have phones. No, <laughs> I know. But see, the thing is, though, they showed up in this, you they know, did. the midterm election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, I, I, I'm hopeful uh, that whatever this that's going on uh, uh, in our society is uh, co- correcting itself. Yeah, I hope so. So, but when you come out here, you like, because like, if I look at the, the filmography, uh-huh. I mean, you did a lot of little things. A lot of little, but, but that's to me though, that's where you gain your confidence. But when you come out here, so what do you do? You just, you, you, it's right after your mom passes? It's, oh, no, it's after, after I graduate college. Okay. And then we were on the quarter system. So it's my, like my last quarter mm. at Auburn. I had the opportunity to uh, work with the casting director that I had worked with, you know, uh, as an intern, as an intern, you know, there was a project that she was working on and, um, I had the opportunity to work on it and it just sort of cemented in my heart. Like, this is really, really what I love it, love and want to do. And all from that point on, all of the directors, that I worked with, and and because I worked as a, a, a location casting assistant yeah. for a while, yeah, and all of the directors would say, you know, for the one or two line parts, like I, you know, because I'm so animated as right. you can see, yeah, you know, I just want someone with a, you know, a great, you know, personality like yeah. Octavia, yeah, you know, so I, I would always be the the reference, and I thought, oh, and and uh, <laughs> they would always ask me, you know, do you want to read? You should read for this this uh, waitress thing, and I was like, oh no 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 no, I, you know, no, I'm I'm, I'm I work behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, and then when um, I got the job to work um, with a different casting director location. Um, we still, my boss still did the um, the extras, but she didn't have anything to do with the location. Yeah. Um, and I loved A Time to Kill. I was expecting that the director would say, uh, well, I want someone, you know, like Octavia. And nobody, but he, Joel Schumacher did not ask me to read for that film. And I thought, isn't it funny that I thought, well, I kind of want to read for this one. Yeah. And, um, I asked, and you were working on it. I was working on it in in the uh, in the in the uh, extras casting, and they you you usually keep extras casting well away from everything, yeah. you know, um, or at least the offices were sure. always kept far away from the production office. <laughs> but but I thought, well, I uh, surely I'm going to be asked, yeah. and I I was not, and so I had to ask, and. Um, I asked Joel if I could be the woman who started this riot. You know, there was a there was a whole thing about Sam Jackson's character. Um, uh, you know, if if you know the story of Time to Kill, uh, there was this clash between the the KKK and uh, other activists. Yeah. And I wanted to be one of the activists and the town's members that yeah. started the riot. Yeah. And Joel Schumacher said to me, no, honey, no, <laughs> your face is too sweet. He said, but you can read for Sandy's nurse. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, I read for Sandra Bullock's nurse, and I didn't know 
at that time, the course that he would be setting me on. I, I, when you look at those little parts, I played a lot of nurses. Yeah. A lot of nurses and a lot of bus drivers. And I can't, you know, I can't drive a bus. Um, but uh, in looking back on that, did you feel that it was typecasting? I didn't. I had no, no clue. You know, uh, uh, you know that. But that, now, in but hindsight. in hindsight, definitely, because I thought, well, what is a just you know a sweet nurse face? You know, this sweet, <laughs> sweet. Uh, you know, you get on the bus. You want a, you want a sweet bus driver. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, you know, so I literally, I when I got here, I I studied. I I started with really, who? I studied with um, a woman by the name of Anita Jesse, uh, and she taught all of these, uh, um, you know, Meisner. She, yeah. she taught all of the the yeah. different uh, techniques. Yeah. And did uh, you walk into that stuff? I love it. I love the different techniques. And and then, you know, sometimes you have to pull out a different um for me, you go into your 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 bag of tricks and it's like I'm going to need a little Meisner on this. I'm going to Really need a what makes method. you decide something like that? Um like, you know, some people aren't that specific, but when you think in terms of like I need a Meisner tool. I need a Meisner tool because you if it's a director that is going to do a lot of takes. Uh-huh. You have keep to be able to keep it fresh. Okay. If it's a director like Clint Eastwood, it's like two or three takes, and you're on. You're like, okay, wow, that's that's great, and and, and that's it. Um, then that's it. But you what's know, what's a method tool? A method tool for me, uh, <laughs> existing in the in within the scene itself. Oh yeah, but. The the met the thing about the method it I I didn't like it necessarily yeah. because you know you actually have to do those things you actually yeah. have to you know uh, and and I started rationalizing it's like if I'm going to play a killer I'm actually not going to go out and start killing things sure. and people so um, I pulled away from that <laughs> yeah. and and uh, and and stayed mostly with Meisner but for 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 Ma and violence. Um, or anything where there there could be violence that my if my character if there was ever going to be a spark of that yeah I I, I would deal with method like oh, yeah you can't play angry you have to be angry you actually right. physically have to be angry you can't play sick you actually have to be sick yeah um you know and for, you find you can do that I find with that some focus with focus and slowing your energy down you know if you're playing sick you have to slow your energy down you know when I did uh, recently we were doing um, the witches, um, and and my character Grandma gets sick, and you know I'm laying in bed and I'm breathing. So and then everybody got worried. They were like, "Is she sick? Is she sick?" And I was like, "No, guys, I'm playing sick. I, I can't play sick. I actually have to be it." You know? But you, know? you use it. You yeah, find yeah. It in a very practical way, you're like, "I'm going to apply." This. Yeah, I have to slow my energy down. I have to, you know, just you yeah. know, breathe. You have to physically. And there's 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 that, you know, with method. Yeah. And and these are just, and this is just how you put it together. I, it's just how I put it together. I take little bits from yeah, each yeah, yeah, yeah. school. And it's, I'm looking at the resume now, and it's sort of astounding how many nurses. I played a lot. I played, and here's the thing. The one nurse part I was dying to play uh, was one uh, with Kevin Costner mm-hmm. in a movie called Dragonfly. 
And I was dying to play that nurse, and yeah. I didn't get that nurse. Oh, part. you didn't get that nurse? Anyway, it was it just crushed my soul. But these all seem like like I, I'm just looking at the names of them, and I baby know. nurse, nurse one. Yeah, but like a lot of these things, even like uh, unemployment clerk, mm-hmm. check in girl, check in girl, lady in elevator. That is a the the a journeyman actor. <laughs> but it's a lot, and mm-hmm. these are all like one or two line bits. It's they were one or two line bits, yeah. and then but that is where I think you start um you you professionally you you cut your teeth on those but that's why you also need to be studying you know technique uh while you're playing those but also just to keep hope alive i would think yeah and 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 set etiquette learning you know because it's very different the uh, the other thing that i love working behind the scenes on a set you understand you know, uh, there, there's it's the practicum, you know? Well, yeah, that's the great thing about having the opportunities you did is that you really do know how a set works. I do. And you're rel- almost, I'm, I'm not saying this about you in particular, but these roles are relatively invisible. Completely invisible. Yeah. Completely invisible. But it, it's about also gaining confidence, um, just graduating because now you understand. Here's the thing. What I would never have wanted to be, and I'm glad that my career unfolded the yeah. way that it did, what I would never have wanted to be um, is a person who got, like, a series regular role having never spent any time on a set. Yes. Um, if I got a series regular role um, immediately out of college uh, without the foundation of, right. you know, the 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 one-line part, understanding sure. how integral that little one line was yeah. to the scene. Yeah. Um, it's about who you are as a human being and how you conduct yourself in the actual on the actual set versus who you are as a character. And I think when you're younger and less experienced, you're going to show up and you're going to do what you need to do for right. the character. Right. And you may not be the best person because you don't appreciate yeah um you know what i mean if, yeah. you, if you if you haven't had that sure that training uh, yeah, yeah the life course. training and also like it, it would also the, the the possibilities of getting a series regular like you could f- kind of like you would have to learn on the job on the job and yeah. and 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 risk failure and, and that's the thing. That's what I loved about having the cushion of baby nurse and, yeah, and not sure. because it was. And then you graduate, though, and then you sure. graduate, you know, from the two line part to, OK, you're going to get three scenes. And it, it was just this very nice gradual. Evolution. Yeah. yeah and, and then you've like you're because I had a series on IFC and I knew that just from other comics that like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. I'm yeah. gonna have to learn how to do this on on camera mm-hmm. for a season. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and I was like, but I I knew that mm-hmm. this is what's happening. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to get around it. You there's can't, nothing there's you no can do to get around cheat it. for it. Yeah, it's like you know you're just gonna be like, what am I doing with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? But 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 the other thing is, you know, when you study and then you you appreciate the stage, you appreciate character development, you appreciate all of that yeah. stuff. So I I for me it, it would be I would say to anybody, look, just you know, be go go. Be honest that sure. everybody, it should be a prerequisite that you work behind the scenes because then you understand how important your crew is. Yeah. And there's a deference to the crew. Yeah. There's a deference sure. to everybody else's life. You yeah. know. So when was the big, when did you feel like you finally arrived? 
it's gonna gonna shock you. Yeah. The very first part I got um, it, it, on uh, with with Sandra Bullock, I felt like I had arrived because someone was paying me to uh, pursue my dreams. Okay. So every so you know what I mean, and then I I I, I just knew that you have to to grow and evolve, and and. Uh, because I knew I wasn't going to stay being the invisible per- character. Yeah, right. Um, so I felt that I had arrived then. Right. Um, and and I think that optimism, that blind optimism, kept me. Uh, oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. Kept... But what as as you went on and as you did bigger parts, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you did a lot of little parts. I did a lot of I mean, little parts. I mean, you really your dude, honey. Man. You know what I'm saying? And that's, but that's that, but that is the way of a journeyman actor. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then I started doing um, uh, guest, you know, spots on television, oh, yeah, and yeah. you know, characters that had a, you know, you know, instead of one line or two two lines in one scene, right? You you're been you've been entrusted with three scenes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. By the time I would I I had the opportunity to read for the help, I could do it. Yeah. I mean, without it, even thinking, without without yeah. thinking, without you know, without uh, there's a you, you just there's a confidence. There's a you know you know that you have to tell this character's story. There's no fear that I'm not going to be able to tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Um so I could I could do the part and you know but I, if you had asked me, you know, in that journey of um you know, uh, I can't even think of the countless uh yeah. uh one-line parts or yeah. uh if you had asked me then, I, I would have thought, yeah, I'm ready. And then, like you, oh, he's coming in hot. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I was just all jacked up. Yeah, jacked up and yeah. ready. Um but there's a, there is a, I, I think when I started to do um, guest parts, you know, and, and the other on thing. On TV? On TV. Well, here's a, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, um, Stephen Bochco, I was a huge Bochco fan. Yeah. You know, some people audition well and some people don't. And I worked, you know, in a casting office. So once you got over the like, oh, yeah. you know, I got to go do this. And, the, and then you're doing it in the room and it's like. I actually can do this. Yeah, Stephen Bochco. I was I was um, reading for, and I don't even remember. No, I do remember now. It was uh, it was the show um, City of Angels, a, yeah. a, a hospital drama. Yeah. Uh, I I read for a part, and in the room, and see, I had never done a, a test or uh, where you you walk into a room. You know, usually they're like. Casting director, three or four people, maybe a couple you know, of producers. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but this was like there's like fifteen people in the room for and a it, test. It, it, yeah, it yeah. Was, but but I didn't realize that it was that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that that it was the big callbacks, and then you know yeah. you're signing contracts and those kinds of things. But um, I didn't realize it was that. So you walk in, and I I'm a person who always has stage fright. You do. Always. And so, you know, the minute you walk out there, though, when you're on stage and it's live, you have, you know, your two steps in before you go, do I remember my lines? I, You know, those, that panic. Um, and then the minute you walk out there and, and when you start saying the lines, everything, all that dissipates. But boy, it's a, a you yeah. know, tremorous uh, uh, walk. So how'd you do theater? Uh, let me tell you, I had a ritual that, and you know, and the thing that I love about theater is the rehearsal process. Yeah. I love rehearsal because yeah. that's the discovery stage. Right. So 
you do all of that rehearsal and you're figuring out this character and then you have to do it in front of people. I was so stressed out that I broke out like in fever, like just like, oh, God, I'm going to have to perform this. I would get to the theater. I would um, do my makeup, get, yeah. get in hair, get into costume, kind of really like what I do now, get into costume, um, get go through hair, makeup, do my hair, makeup. And then I would go check my props and I would sit behind stage and run my lines. And I would do that every single night. There was never a night that I and we would we uh, we would run uh, on Thursday, Friday, Which play? Saturday. It was a play called "The Trials and Tribulations of a Trailer Trash Housewife." Yeah, um, uh, that my the first one. And and you you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, twice on Sunday. Yeah. And so if you imagine, and we ran for nine months. Where was this? I, in New York? This, this was here. Oh, here. Um, yeah. uh, 99-seat theater. And all those hours of running the lines, I never before performance did not run my lines. Huh. And so it's it, – it, and I it just sort of sets you free. That's your it? Because, that's you know – That's how you do it? That's how I do it. It's so funny because David Harbour tells that story about – because I'd like to do theater now. That's, I'd really love to do some theater. But – just that moment where he said he was on stage, you know, doing a play in New York. And it's literally like 10 seconds before his entrance. And he's like, somebody give me a fucking script. <laughs> like, that, like that's going to help you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand, me. David. I killed oh. me when he told me that story. <laughs> Just that, that panic. Like a few seconds, you're like, I don't know any. I don't know these. I don't know my lines. Yeah. Oh my god. And that's that's the yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go up on the line. You don't want. I got to be there for my my actor. Yeah. Um, but but I read. Did you did you do like speech and debate too? I loved. See that that's kind of where that and and that debate is 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 when you think about it. That's what lawyers do. Yeah. They yeah. Debate. So I I thrived. In, All through in high the, school. Yeah. That's that's that that's. Yeah, the sweet spot. You know, so so that's how you got. You know, you you honored your mother's dream for yeah. you and your obsession <laughs> with that. Yeah, and then you you earned it. Well, that must have been taught you how to be on stage a bit. It, but you know what's funny is now in hindsight, I realize that. Yeah, but it was a different thing. I'm not presenting a character. I'm presenting yeah. facts and 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 stating you know just arguing a point and. It's the same way you 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 have to research your points. You have to know your uh, your subject. Yeah, and and it's the same. Sure. So what, what were we talking about? Why were we at that audition with Botchko? Like, oh yeah, he um he he saw something. Yeah. He saw something. Uh, and because I had a like. <laughs> the what you walk into a room and it's like oh hey Jen yeah, yeah, yeah. you know because she you know you you, you it's the a callback yeah. yeah or you you know you walk into the room and it's like oh. There are a thousand people in here, and it was it was like a little mini theater. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, you know, and so uh, and I'm sure like the the deer in the head because I'm I'm one of those people. I do not have Can't a poker face. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you yeah. Just, uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and um, he, I think you know, it was like how okay that was. Thank you so much. I think I was being dismissed by the sure. casting director. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, I want to see her do it again. And I want you to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, 
was able to take the note and, you know, again, you know, you you, you yeah. let go of the, yeah. the fear. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I blew that that first time through. It was, sure. you know, stumbling and <laughs> looking around the room and not not being present, you know, like as so a character. Hard, though. Yeah, it's it really so, is. Though, especially with those, because you do, they have you sign all these contracts. Yeah. You're waiting with three other people yeah. that just, they, they don't want you to get it. Yeah. And they're, everyone's being polite and weird, and you probably know one of them from mm-hmm, television. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, God, I'm screwed. <laughs> How am I- <laughs> and see, the, the what I love about the women that I came up uh, with, and, and it was the same group that you would normally see yeah. auditioning. There were there there were a couple that would engage in the mind. Yeah, you know, the mind. Yeah, fucking. Fuckery. Yeah. Uh, but— they're only that the the couple, you know, and the rest of us is like, oh well, I like this room. If, if sure. I, I'd like to get this part, but yeah. if I don't, uh, I don't mind. Right. And so when you when you free yourself of of the expectation and yeah. you just go in there and do the 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 audition, it was, you know, it became fun. Sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's what was daunting to me. Yeah. Like it was just like I couldn't get past the fact that. Because yeah, I never focused on it. You know, I had mm-hmm. agents here and there, and I'd go out for these sitcom auditions. And I'd literally be like, well, I'd get there and be like, oh, that guy's going to be better at this than me. There's no way. <laughs> I cannot laugh at you. Oh, my God. Just sort of like, that guy's here? Why am I even bothering? <laughs> that is so funny. That is so funny. And it just is like one of these things where sometimes I get cast and things. I'm like, you know, there's better people that can do this. But I appreciate it. But, <laughs> but I don't know. But I guess that's just my own insecurity. So you, after the help, I mean, that was, everything changed, right? Well, not as quickly as people thought, because uh, this is where we get back to uh, the typecasting, where people wanted to see you a certain way. And uh, I had my agent at the time, who is now my producing partner, yeah. we just um, knew that we weren't going to take the roles, because everybody and their mama had just done the help, and it hadn't come out yet. Um, uh, well, no, after after... After the Oscar, yeah, yeah, people had seen it, but I was still being offered roles like, um, not, and I won't even say like the one that won me the Oscar, but um, just not with the depth, not with the humor. It's like uh, you know, I just played the best made role written, and if if they're gonna keep bringing those to me, um, we're gonna have to keep saying no. Like if if it's a like, what is it? What's different about this made? Uh, well, did, but did, did you think this was, you know, for, did you think it was not just typecast because of the role, but did, did you feel like it was racial typecasting? No, I, what I felt is that people uh, don't have any imagination. Mm. They see you a certain way. And if you allow yourself, you know, your perception. Right, you keep taking the gig. Yeah, and it's like, no, you know, right. uh, yeah, I'm, I, I can't take that gig. Right. Because there's nothing interesting about this character uh, more interesting than the role that I just played. Right. Or that, that, right. That, that, that put me on people's radar. Right. So um, things took off um, when, you know, we, I, I got to, you know, work with uh, director Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. Who won for Parasite. You know, I, I. Went and did uh, Snowpiercer and just started doing That's a crazy different, movie. 
uh, right? Uh, but it was so fun, you know? That's a train movie. It was a train movie, and it was an action film. And I thought That's I was crazy. in high cotton, I'm yeah. telling you, just learning how to do stunts. And yeah. just, it was it was intense, but it was it was a lot of fun working with Chris and uh, John Hurt and Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And, uh, Jamie Bell and Luke Pasqualino. I mean, there was a there was this wonderful, wonderful ensemble crew. Yeah, yeah. So, do you turn things down regularly? Yeah, I mean, no is my favorite word. Yeah, uh, if but it, is it not just for role reasons, but for you know? Well, I and it's it's going. I don't choose uh, projects uh, by necessarily by the role that's being offered to yeah. me. I look at it as a whole, like right. what's the creative team behind yeah. it. Um, I Most of the stuff that I've done was written for me. It's like, um, or um, it's a writer-director. The writer is the director. So, like The Shape of Water. Like The Shape of Water with Guillermo. Um, Sweet guy. He wrote the, I love him. He's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. Um, but he wrote it for me. And we thought that we would uh, – uh, it was like a 30-minute meeting that was on the books, and it turned into a three-hour lunch, and it was – so he's so fascinating, and I was already yeah. a fan. And he then he said – we had one sentence about the project. He's like, oh, I wrote the script, and I wrote the part just for you. I don't want to tell you anything about it. Um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, just let me know. I was like, uh. <laughs> so then I went home, and I read the first page, and my character was not in the first page. I knew on the first page, though, that I wanted to do it. So I, I let the um, agents know. I'm like, I want to do this. And yeah. then I kept reading it. It's yeah. like, because when I saw the world that he was creating, it, I just knew that I had to be a part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I choose I choose projects as a whole, not necessarily characters. And what about um, pay? Uh, Play into it? Well, Pay definitely, you know, uh, 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 pay, uh, plays into it. The only reason I ask that is because, like, I know, you know, and I don't talk about much with with actors that, mm-hmm. you know, the disparity. Oh, there is a disparity. Between- Let me tell you. One of the things is uh, I, I it's hilarious when people come and, you know, there's this adulation. And it's like, oh, well, okay, great. Well, you know, and, and by the time they get to you, they've already cast all these other roles. Yeah. And by the time they get to you, they've run out of dollars and they want to give you the sense. You right. Know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, honey, y'all yeah. got to come back with some dollars. Right, you right. Know? Yeah. So, um Paid, but but I I there are things that I've walked away from when I know that you know we're at the point in in negotiations and it's like you guys seriously you know are wanting me to dress up your roster of people, but you don't want to pay me adequately. I mean I've I've yeah. definitely had to sure. to to walk away from uh, things that I know you have money. <laughs> They always have money. They always have money. Now, now, independent usually that's don't. different. And so, I'm. I, it's like it's a. It's a. If I need, if I understand the world that you're creating, if I have faith in the director, if yeah. I have time, yeah, those are the things. And sure. if I understand my way into this character, but studio things, I'm like you guys, you want me to do what? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting now. This the truth be told thing is almost like uh, it's almost like those TV shows you used to watch. <laughs> well, it definitely is like the. But this, I love a, a, a procedural. I yeah. love a procedural. Well, it's an interesting approach because you you know it's 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 actually it is a new character, mm-hmm. a a crime podcaster, mm-hmm. and 
who gets involved in the crime, kind of. Well, and what's funny is she's a journalist, and she knows that she should never be a part. That's a, the first, the 101 journalism, you know, that you uh, are never a part of right. the, the story, the journalist. And so uh, Poppy is always <laughs> a part of the story because, you know, she's also, um, she's left I won't say she left has left journalism behind. It's more of the investigative part of 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 um, uh, instead of writing it, she's presenting it. You know, uh, but also like the the, the nature of the podcast, it makes you kind of a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and it is, and I I don't think that she thinks um, that it's about you know celebrity. I think she really does think that she's. Um, uh, in pursuit of the truth and justice for uh, the 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 victim, mm-hmm. um, but each season we find something new out about her and, and yeah. what her um, motives are. Yeah, and this season is is a very it's very interesting. It's um, you know season one uh, we she has to revisit you know her very first. Um, the the case that 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 made her career that brought her that fame yeah uh, um and uh, season you know, two is the Kate Hudson season the, the season two is the Kate Hudson season it's a friendship um and uh, you know revisiting um, her childhood with with a, a a friend yeah and there's a a murder that she has to solve and uh, a lot of relationships are are being severed and now season three. It's it's looking back on all of those things that happened to her personally, mm. and um, and what her, how she conducts herself in the investigation, and uh, it's it's also about um, you know what happens when young people go missing or people young people anybody goes missing, especially young people, but um, the disparity in uh, media coverage um, or what could be the cause, you know, yeah. if it's human trafficking, right. or, you know, and the anguish that the families go through. Yeah. Uh, and this season, our um, show creator, this is a, a story that's personal to her. Oh, really? That she pitched um, that the season should be about. Um, and then our showrunner, uh, so Nichelle Tramble Spellman, you know, uh, posited this this idea for the yeah. season, and our new showrunner, Maisha Clausen, just I think you know really leaned into the the story um, and came up with with this wonderful idea, um, and I think it's our best season yet. Oh, it's great! Yeah, and it's interesting though when we when we were talking earlier about you know taking a recurring character role. Mm-hmm. Like now, it's happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think you're ready now. Well, definitely ready now. Yeah. And especially this is my this is my genre, though. This is right, but you didn't, it doesn't look like you've done any of that. I haven't. And 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 well, the thing is, because this is a choice that I made for myself. I yeah. didn't allow anybody else to make this choice sure. for me. It's like I want to do something in this investigative procedural vein. And this seems like a unique approach. It is a unique approach, and there 
there aren't any shows where the podcaster is at the center of things or, or that's centering around. Usually the they're podcast. basing shows on podcasts. Yes. This is actually a character. A, a character that does a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And look she's what, also investigating. Yes. Look what yeah. happened. Look yeah. what I helped ha- happen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> look at me. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm partially responsible <laughs> exactly. for the popularization of the form. Exactly. Yes. Well, and you're having fun and you're excited. I really, I, I'm very blessed. I mean, I'm working with Mackay Pfeiffer every season and Ron Cephas Jones mm-hmm. every season. Um, and then you get the opportunity to work with Aaron Paul uh, and and Elizabeth Perkins and Lizzie Kaplan in season one. Last season, it was Kate Hudson. This season, Gabrielle Union and Peter Gallagher. Um, and then our main character, our, our, our returning cast, Mackay Pfeiffer, Ron Cephas Jones, you know, Hanifa Wood, Tracy Toms. Talk about, a, you know, big uh, Tammy, Tammy Roman. So when you get to show up each day to work and you have these amazing actors that you're, yeah. you know, in the scenes with and you love the material, um, what's not to love about that? Exactly. You know? Yeah, it's great. And we, is there movies coming? There, we 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 t- just had uh, uh, Spirited come out. This movie with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell, and we have a oh, l- that Christmas movie. Yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh. Did, did people like it? <laughs> people liked it. It, it it's the biggest uh, film. Uh, on uh, and on oh. the Apple platform. Oh ever. God, I gotta yeah. watch it. I almost watched it because those guys are so funny. I didn't realize you were in it too. Yeah. Well, hello. Yeah. See, they and and the and what I love about it is uh, how and 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 that I am also in a different light. I'm I'm. Uh, well, I don't want to say anything. I, I don't want right. to spoil it for well, you. Well, it's Christmas is over. Christmas is over, but you might want to. Okay. You might, you might right. want to go there. Did you do scenes with both of them? I did. I I was I my character is Ryan's. Um, uh, I guess today you call assistant, but basically yeah. his secretary. They're both she, so funny. They let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. It was sheer heaven. Yeah. watching them opposite each other. And then, you know, making sure that when I'm in the scene, you know, if I break, it's because it's actually, I'm going to laugh because it, the character laughs. But it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, it was magical, oh, that's you know, w- working with them. That's great. Well, it was great talking to you. It was great being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing it. There you go. What a lovely person. The new season of Truth Be Told premieres this Friday, January 20th on Apple TV+. And uh, look, hang out a minute. I'm not going to go make the cake yet. Soon, though, but hang out. As I mentioned, people, the Wrestling with Mark miniseries kicked into full gear this week, and there are new episodes over the next four weeks on the Full Marin feed. If you want to hear how it all got started... We put the first episode out on December 6th for Full Marin subscribers. It's called The Beginning. And this week we dropped the second episode, The Training. Here's a little of that. Jasaurus, he's, he's got the table and he's bringing it back into the ring. Now, something funny about this, right, is that you'll notice this table is out. Yeah. He's going to put it in the ring. Now, that table is going to sit there for about, I don't know, five, ten minutes. There's no way <laughs> that the match can end. <laughs> Before the table, it's like Chekhov's table. Yeah, there, right. Like so. <laughs> right. <laughs> so any kind of thing that you're putting on now, you know, like all right, this is all set up 
to what you're going to do at the table. So that also impacts Uh-oh. how they're going to build around the match. Well, here come the chairs. Sign up for the full Marin to follow along. Go to WTFPod.com and click on WTF Plus or just go to the link in this episode's description. Next week, it's Canada Week. On Monday, we have director Sarah Pauly to talk about her new movie, Women Talking, and her life. We also share part of my talk with Jesse Brown from the podcast Canada Land. On Thursday, dual citizen Brendan Fraser talks with me uh, about the whale and everything that went into it and other stuff. It was an intense conversation. Here's some slide guitar for you. Monkey in the Fonda, cat angels everywhere. Ah!